0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about what might cause a building to collapse. Now, yesterday, in the early hours of the morning, a 12-story condo building in North Miami Beach collapsed. The security video footage from the neighboring complex shows what appeared to be a spontaneous event. It's going to take a long time and a detailed investigation to determine the likely cause. It's possible The true root cause may never be discovered. On today's show, I'm going to play armchair engineer and speculate what might have contributed to the catastrophic failure of this building. I am an engineer, but not a structural engineer. It's entirely possible there was more than one failure. Each failure by themselves might not have been enough to cause the building to collapse, but in combination, the structure was weakened enough in a few key places that all it took was a catalyst. Think of a pin popping a balloon takes a very small amount of energy in the right place to pop a balloon with a pin. Buildings next to the ocean present special problems. The way these concrete buildings are constructed relies upon two materials working together to keep the building and all of its spans standing upright. There's a few things I can say about concrete structures. They don't bend very well, and the concrete's designed to be used in compression, and the reinforcing steel is designed to be in tension. The friction between these two components holds the building together. The tensile strength of concrete is poor, so you're really relying upon the steel to provide the tensile strength of the material. Buildings with some age are definitely at higher risk than a brand new building. We've learned a lot about material science over the years. The salt suspended in the ocean air has a tendency to deposit on the exterior of these buildings and slowly over time, with moisture, work its way into the cement. The building that collapsed was built in 1981. Buildings in this environment are subject to to a 40-year recertification. This particular building was due for recertification this year. The salt causes the steel to corrode. It does so silently over time hidden from view. The way that the building fell, it appeared to fall from the bottom of the building in the very center, in the core of the building. The entire section of the building seemed to fall in unison. Could have been a vehicle hitting one of the columns. Could have also been a foundation issue. This close to the ocean, built on a barrier island which is basically a sandbar, it's possible, with the flow of salt water, that the foundation was simply subject to too much corrosion. Typically, buildings this close to the water are built on auger friction piles. These piles are drilled with an auger. Then a steel mesh is put down in the hole and cement is poured in each hole, creating a column of cement that's usually about two feet across. These piles are then tied together at the ground level by a layer of concrete and steel the piles are held in place by friction with the surrounding soil and the sand. Depending on the weight of the building, these piles can go down sometimes 40 feet, sometimes 70 feet, or even more. Some of the major differences since 1981 have been to improve the hurricane resistance of buildings. This is mostly changes to the building envelope. Not that much has changed in terms of the structural design of buildings. But in high-salt environments, the structural steel that's delivered to the site Lately, has a protective coating that's designed to protect the steel from the corrosive elements. Now, I don't know whether this type of epoxy-coated steel was used in this case. But recent studies have shown that this type of protective coating sometimes has caused more damage than it was trying to help. Instead of the rebar corroding uniformly across its entire length, you sometimes get acute corrosion in small, isolated pockets. That pitting can cause not just a weakening of the rebar, but actually catastrophic failure. The epoxy is also known to debond from the rebar. One of the problems with epoxy, it has a different coefficient of thermal expansion than steel, and the epoxy has a tendency to delaminate, separate from the steel over time. One study showed very poor performance of epoxy-coated steel after just four years. Now whether epoxy steel was used in the building is hard to say. From the photos I've looked at, I'm not seeing an epoxy coating on the rebar. But maybe it was used underground where the piles would have been in contact with the saltwater environment. Usually, next to the ocean, the water table is only a few feet below the surface. The continual movement of the ocean currents and tides can cause pockets to open up, resulting in sinkholes, and if a sinkhole were to open up below a building, all it would take is the failure of a single column to bring the entire building down. Buildings are designed to withstand static loads. That is, a building is designed to carry the load of its occupants, the furniture, and of course the building itself, but when something falls or moves, like, for example, in an earthquake or a windstorm, those dynamic loads can be many times higher than the static loads. Buildings have to be designed to withstand these too, but not all of them are. There's no doubt going to be a detailed investigation, and I'm expecting the changes to the building code will emerge as a result of the investigation. It's heartbreaking to see the scenes of destruction and loss coming from North Miami Beach. As you think about that, make sure to ask your structural engineers deep probing questions about the choice of materials and the design specifications that they're designing to. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.